What's up, guys? Welcome back, uh, Wrestling Tacos. I'm Franco. I'm Annie. Annie. Um, this is our first episode of New Season, Season Two. Today, we are joined by Vic Endurance. Yes, sir. Um, this season we're gonna do little things a little differently. We should have the they're called the rapid fire questions, and they're for the end towards the ending. Now we're gonna do it. It's called ice break questions or icebreaker, whatever you want to call them. And uh, we're gonna start at the beginning. So um, you could just like list off. You can go into detail, or you can just say it real quick and move on. But uh, however you want to answer the questions. Uh, first one, favorite song. I'm sorry. Uh, favorite song or uh, gym song. Oh man, favorite song right now is uh, "I'm a Beast" from uh, the South Pole contract uh, soundtrack. Favorite of all time. It's me going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weirdest thing you collect. What happened? Oh, weirdest weirdest thing you collect. Is skulls. All skulls. Skulls? Nice. Skulls nice. all day. Uh, favorite wrestler growing up? Favorite wrestler growing up was Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. Without a shadow of a doubt, Arn Anderson. Double day. The enforcer. <laughs> um, your New Year's resolution for 2022. For Texas to know who Vic Endurance is and be scared of the Resident Alpha. Resident Alpha. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one's more of a, I guess, so for a food question. Favorite type of donut? I'm sorry? Your uh, favorite type of donut. Oh, my favorite type? Uh, um, Boston cream pie. Boston cream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a big debate that we always have with every wrestler that travels within Texas, out of Texas. Are you Are you from Texas? No, I'm from New York, actually. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. New York. Okay. All right. This is the question we usually ask. It's in and out or Whataburger? Oh, uh, Whataburger. That's a, that's a good answer. Good that's answer. A good, that's a good question. <laughs> What's your um, go-to meal from Whataburger? Uh, it's just a double cheeseburger. That's it. I, I'm simple. As long The bigger, the better. If they have four patties, I'd eat it. Straight up. <laughs> uh. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's the iceberg questions. Uh, now we get more into the interview. That's so, cool. uh, you said you're from New York. How'd you get into wrestling? Well, uh, I used to hate it, actually. Um, my little brother was watching it back when I was about nine. He was about eight. He was watching WCW at the time. And he's like, you got to check this out. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to watch that. And we were watching Saturday Night's Main Event, I believe. And our um, Anderson came on TV. And I saw him do this uh, this fake punch into the DDT, you know, that fake he does. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him drop the spine burst, and I was like, I fell in love. That was it from there on. And then, you know, the, the real reason is that um, I was a bully victim, so the wrestling world is where I would escape. You know what I mean? It was, it yeah. was a safe place for me. So it, it, became, it just became my world. It really did. So wrestling has just been – it's therapeutic for me. That's cool. Um... It helped me out as well as a kid. It was my escape as well whenever I was uh, younger, like in, I think, seventh grade, eighth grade or so. Uh, but what? Uh, how'd you get into it uh, as an indie wrestler coming up? Well, uh, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler to begin with. So uh, after I got my black belt in uh, Joe Kishitsu Rule and my Brazilian black belt, and I was doing Muay Thai boxing matches, I found the doghouse in Red Hook, Brooklyn. It was run by Homicide, as a matter of fact, and um, they found it, big six foot six guy. And I got cut my teeth in there. Uh, funny story about that, too. I walked in there because I used to do backyard wrestling. And I walked in there and uh, I told the, I went to the 
ex, uh, the experts in the ring. I was like, can I tag in with you guys? And they're like, you want to tag in? I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I thought I knew what I was doing. He's like, sure, you want to tag in? So I tag in, and I start giving the guy, uh, the six foot six guy, I start giving him the 10 punches on a turnbuckle, you know, pretty simple. And all I hear this guy says, tell me is, you're ready? And I'm like, ready for what? And he put my, my legs on his shoulder. He sat on the top turnbuckle, and he said, here we go. And we went for a ride, and all I saw was the lights. Whack! And then I just got to, <laughs> he just stopped me and kicked me and clotheslined me and suplexed me, flipped me over the top rope. I didn't know how to do it, but I learned that day. And because I took the ass whooping, believe it or not, I got a free ride to uh, to learn. And then I, I never stopped going. So that's, that's, pretty, that's exactly how it happened. That sounds terrible, but like at least worked out in the end, you got a free ride. <laughs> it was scary. It was scary, man. I was like, this is what it's about. <laughs> but yeah. He's like, I'm down for the ride. That's what I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. I earned it. I earned it. <laughs> man, man. Um, I know Frank has mentioned to me before that um, you actually were a part of F FCW, um, FCW. Before, before it was NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that? How was that even like? It was intimidating, man. Uh, I uh, was wrestling for New York City Wrestling Connection in Long Island, where. Uh, Trent Beretta came from at the time. His name was Plasma. Uh, Mike Cordona was there. Uh, Mike Myers was there. Mike Myers was actually a wrestling journalist at the time. He wasn't even training when I was there yet. And, uh, you know, Michael Whitbrick came in later, Johnny Curse. And I was wrestling for them. And um, I did a show in the Bronx during a Puerto Rican Day Parade. And, you know, it was in the street. So it was uh, 116th Street, that area. But... The ring was in the street, in the middle of the street, and there was, I would like to say there's like 300 people, but you know us wrestlers. It was probably 50, but I'm going to stick with 300. <laughs> so <laughs> I get in the ring, and uh, I was tagging with, uh, I forgot the guy's name, smaller guy than me, but uh, Miss Puerto Rico was there. So I did an eight-minute promo before I did anything, and I, I told the crowd um, that, yeah, we're both Spanish, and we have that in common, but the only difference between this Puerto Rican and you guys is that this one has balls. So the whole place was erupted. Started throwing beer bottles, cans, et cetera, whatever. I put Miss Puerto Rico through a table towards the end because she smacked me. We put her through a table. And then I started thinking to myself, holy shit, how am I going to get out of here? Like, they want to kill me. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the cops, you know, I asked them to escort me out while I still keeping gimmick. But I was terrified out of my mind. They were throwing things at me. They were giving me threats and all these things, forgetting that, you know, it's a work. But um, that alone got, got to Dusty Rhodes. And FCW, the promo, the way I got them on fire. And I got an invite to FCW. And I was like, what the hell? What do I got to lose? So I went out there, and uh, what's his name was out there? Uh, the guy who used to play uh, Skinner. I forgot his name. Uh, he was the wrestler Skinner in WWE. He was running everything at the time. Norman Smiley, Billy Kidman, Ricky Steamboat. They were all there. And um, I did your drills out there. They, they, were, they were, you know, it was basic. They were impressed with that. And I cut a promo in front of Dusty and, and Steamboat. And I cut a promo about um, something something real. You know what I mean? Because the best promos are something that's real and you throw a little exaggeration on it. Mm-hmm. I cut a promo on my son and how uh, wrestling, you know, uh, helped me from bullies and things like that. And it got over. I, you know, I, I was terrified. Red light, Dusty staring me in my face. And the greatest compliment I got from Dusty was that he used me as an example for the promo class. He said, that's how you cut a promo. They don't want to know who you're going to be. They want to know who you are. He said, he told the story. 
you, he said, you got to tell the story about your dog dying, losing a job, something. You got to mean something because everybody was like, oh, I want to fail. They were pretending to talk to Undertaker and all that. I was like, what are you doing that for? Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. So I just did that and um, everything went well. You know, Norman Smiley loved me. Billy Kidman, um, I had him laughing in the ring while doing drills. I was talking a lot of shit. He loved me. And uh, it was three days. I got a call oh, about two days after going back to New York. And they told me they would like to offer me a deal of uh, $7.50 a week, uh, developmental, no guarantee of TV. And um, I really thought about it, but I had to turn it down because uh, I have a special needs child. And uh, he has private doctors in New York. So it wasn't feasible to take him out of New York to come to Florida, Tampa, mind you, <laughs> and take him away from those things. So I had to turn it down over my son, which killed me. Don't get me wrong. I felt like throwing up, but I did it. And then I instantly regretted it because I saw that it became NXT. So I was like, oh, my God, they got streaming, man. So, yeah, you know, and uh, I met Sheamus out there. Sheamus was a champion at the time. Uh, Drew McIntyre had a broken arm. He was a skinny kid. I saw him there. David Otunga was also there. He just got signed. He didn't have to do anything. He just got signed because he was on that reality show. I love New York. So, uh, you know, I got a little crash course. And after that, I had to turn it down because of my son. And, uh, you know, hence why I'm here now. That's that's the story of SCW right there. Yeah. But it did become NXT literally like a week later. So I was like, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. The first um, iteration of NXT wasn't all that good, though. So Nah. <laughs> that's what I, was, I would have still been humbled to be part of that not-so-good NXT. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the reality, David Otunga reality stuff. Yeah, that's because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> um so you said you're from new york so how's the crowd difference in new york than from here in texas because i know we're two different breeds of people but like the crowd has to be totally different than what what it is over there to here yeah the crowd over there is more uh more vicious more to let you know that they know it's a work you know uh, you know growing up especially when i was doing it they were like oh you like to wrestle guys in your underwears you know stupid stuff like that you know and, yeah exactly and you know you're constantly defending yourself over that because you i love what i do i don't care i don't play pro wrestler i am pro wrestler i wake up every day it's who i am so it, you know i have to deal with that but here once i came here i knew texas is rich in wrestling history i know that they appreciate it here you know what i mean and and the crowd here has been tremendous i mean just by giving them a look they boom me you know what I mean? And I, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You don't understand how hard it is for me not to smile when I'm getting told you suck or, you know, I'm going to beat you up, whatever. You know what I mean? And the difference is that you guys appreciate it more than the New York crowd. You guys really do. So I wouldn't trade it for anything, man. I don't miss it. <laughs> I like it here better. And I, I love the fans, man. And that's all. Just me, the last uh, the Halloween show we did where I was talking, leaving the ring, and I was telling them that I'm the resident alpha. Line stars behind me. Yeah, they were booing me out of the building. And for me, that was beautiful, man. And I love it. I appreciate all the fans and all the hate. Keep the hate coming. I was over there in the corner at that show, uh, the only one cheering you. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no cheering, no cheering. Boo me, man. Boo me. No cheering. <laughs> uh, so what what brought you to Texas from New York? Uh my wife actually brought me here. Uh she bought property here in 08, and uh it wasn't renting. So, you know, the house in the Brooklyn we sold, we came out here, 
three years ago, and now we're living in here. That's that's exactly what brought us to Texas, nothing else. And it's been a great blessing ever since. It was a culture shock, but a blessing ever since. Mm-hmm. Texas is uh, the best state, best country in the world. Ah, it's, it's, it's good. Besides the drivers, everything is Oh, yeah, the, the drivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very big difference. Um, since, since we bring up that you came from New York to Texas, Bucky's, your first experience at Bucky's, how was that? Listen, it had to be a shock. I'll tell you what, how Bucky's came about. I started noticing I seen shirts of this beaver, right? <laughs> like, what is this beaver? This is all I see. Beaver this, beaver that. And they're like, uh, so I had to ask, you know what I mean? And I was like, listen, what's the big deal with this beaver? Is he like Mickey Mouse or something out here? And they're like, what? They're like, you never been to a Bucky's? They're like, what the hell is Bucky's? They're like, that that thing? I said, that gas station? The one with the gas. They're like, it's much more than a gas station. So I went in there and I was like, wow, there's, there's food, there's merchandise, there's everything. And it's still weird to me, man, that there's a beaver out there that's famous out here. So he's... <laughs> More famous than me, man. Come on. If he got over, I should get over. <laughs> there you go. You're going to have to kind of come on the beaver and there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Me, me versus Bucky. Let's go. All day. <laughs> Hybrid, make this happen, man. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. Uh, so you brought up that um, you turned down an FCW contract because of your uh, kid. Uh, yeah. After that, did you uh, stop wrestling or were you still wrestling? In New York. I wrestled for a little bit and then I stopped completely because uh, I had to take care of my son. Uh, it was a 24-7 thing. So I kept fighting and I started, I continued to do the MMA and the Muay Thai because he could come with me to those things, to the training and stuff like that. And I'd be around him more because uh, my, uh, his mother at the time, you know, my, my ex at the time was, uh, wasn't that dependable. So I took over and, uh, I took him with me everywhere, and I stopped. I stopped in 2008. 2008, it was more like 2010. I stopped, and I did it for him. But I started doing the MMA, which I was doing before. So I kept doing that. But the fire for wrestling never stopped. I mean, it just didn't. It just didn't. So I, 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 once, once I was done with the chapter of my son, I said, I'm going to do it now to make him proud. Well, I still can. Well, I still look believable enough. I, I, I want to continue where I started. So I want the world to see what I did then because it's a whole new generation. Generation what? Millennial or Generation Z? I don't know who it is, but <laughs> they don't know me. So that's why, you know, like Straight Talk was saying, I'm the most unknown wrestler there is. I'm known, but not known. So it is what it is. So uh, when did you start picking it up? When you went to hybrid? Yeah, I went to hybrid and uh, I started looking around and I went to a started talking to Texas Wrestling Academy first and I didn't really not to knock them but I, I thought they were more, more about the money than, than training and uh, I spoke to Chris uh, Marvel and I told him my aspirations what I wanted to do you know I told him my history he knew of it you know what I mean and he was like listen let's get to work and he's been to he got my timing back because you know it's a long time you, you lose timing and things like that and, he got my timing back, and then he kept telling me I've ceased to amaze him with the things I can do in there. And, you know, he's been wonderful. That whole hybrid family has been wonderful. And I've told everybody that anyone that's looking for a school, and it's not because I'm there. Because there are some schools that just care about the money. They don't care if you get hurt. That's the truth. Some of them will beat you up the first two days just to run you out of there and take that money. You know what I mean? But uh, they, they really care. Like, 
they think everybody has a chance. And they'll tell you that. If you put in the work, you have the chance. So, yeah, that's how I found Hybrid. And I've been there ever since. And I love them. I really do love them. They're family to me. Yeah, Hybrid's uh, one of our, our our favorite school in um, Texas. Uh, we had, like, the whole Marvel getting to know him. And then uh, all the people that came from there, Richie, Brandon, Devin, uh, Crowley, Devin, Lilith, Casey, Casey, Lilith, man. everybody. And then um, getting to know even the more up-and-coming ones like you, David, uh, David, David Kidd, I was like Drew, uh, Drew, yeah, kid, kid. Drew, the loading, Drew, who yeah, now? loading revamp right now. I <laughs> actually wanted Crowley before he got hurt. I was trying, I was actually petitioning to start of a start a a program with him because you know he's he's got that dark character, you know I got that savage warrior character, and I thought it you know face to face, ink to ink, you know what I mean we not even doing anything yet, just a stare down. Would have been a big thing and then build up to it. And then he got hurt. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, well, in the future, you know, I think that would be a great, great feud, actually. That'll be something I would like to see. Someone needs to book it because, damn, that I, I would pay. <laughs> striker good. versus striker all day. Damn. Speaking of a uh, character, what, um, whenever you uh, left and you came back, is it the same character or did you uh, get a new one? Yeah, I tweaked it a little bit. Um, Back in the day, I was known as San Juan Killer, SJK. And uh, it was, a, you know, it was the same thing, MMA, you know, striking. A lot of power moves then when I was younger. I did a lot of power moves until I started learning that it's not about the power moves. It's about the connection. And I mean, so um, I changed it a little bit in the sense that now when I come out, when you see me do that yell, it's because it's the warrior awakening. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. I'm getting ready to go in there. And that whole sign I do is the yin to the yang. So that's why I stand there and I prepare. I do the Muay Thai stomps on the turnbuckles to ward off the bad spirits. And then I mark my territory right back to the yin-yang. Ready to, like I said, Akumite. I'm getting ready in there to, to hurt somebody. So uh, I tweaked it in that sense. But other than that, the aggression is still there. You know what I mean? And it, it was the same thing. It's more, more, uh, more striking though now than it was before. Yeah. Nice. I lost. Uh, one thing that um, caught my attention from you when I listened to a, a few podcasts before, you were trying, I don't know if it was last year or the year prior, but I think it was whenever Cody Rhodes was doing his yeah. open challenge. You are trying to get on um, Dynamite yeah. against Cody. Yeah. Uh, how did that whole thing start with you? Well, I was uh, training, you know, my kids. I was training them the, the, the bully classes, the self-defense classes. And um, I caught whiff of uh, Sean Spears looking for an unknown wrestler, you know, to come up there and be his tag partner. And I was like, you know, it kind of offended me in a way because I was like, we all know it's not going to be an unknown wrestler. It's going to be some indie star that was on the cusp of getting up there. Who, I mean, who was that? Who we're was insulting that? our intelligence with that. So I was like, there's no more unknown than me who's from the prior generation. You know what I mean? That was I'm part of the ruthless aggression without being in the WWE. That's the generation I'm from. So I'm like, why not me? And then they just dropped the whole angle. And I was like, why not Cody? Cody's about the people. Cody's about, let's give it what the people want. And I thought Rocky versus Apollo. You know, pick a name out the hat. Pick someone that nobody knows. One more, think about the ratings booster that would be. Nobody knows me. It's like a fan getting in there. Can he sink? Can he swim? Can he fight? Can he swim? Can he sink? I don't know. You know, and I, I, I believe I'm believable enough where I'll be the Mr. T to his Rocky. 
because I would like to get in his face and nothing bad, but nothing against him. I just want to prove like he's my championship. That's that's the that's what I want to do. You know, I'm at a certain age where I'm not trying to do a run. I can't. I'm not talking about WWE. I'm not talking about NXT. I'm talking about that one shot, five minutes, ten minutes. I don't care. Where we go blow for blow and we leave it all in there. I want to leave it all in there. So I figured, why not him? You know what I mean? I think it would be a huge ratings booster. So I started tagging him, doing whatever I can. Uh, straight talk, Clark Street Wrestling. All these people are trying to help and bring it out there backstage brawl. They're trying and trying. Um, uh, what's their name? The damn, I forgot their name. Uh, Team Alpha, I believe, or whatever. I forgot their name. They're trying to help as well because they know people in uh, AEW. So a lot of people want to see it. You know what I mean? And I, I would like to do it, man. I got a I got a style that goes very good with Cody. So Cody or his brother Dustin, I don't care. Either one. But I, that's my swan song. You know what I mean? This if I get that, I'm done. I'm done. That's all I want to do. I want to. I want to make my son proud, and I want to show people that that SCW thing wasn't a fluke. It was. I was going somewhere. I just had to pull away. Mm-hmm. Whether it be my, I think more of my verbal skills would get me there, but it is what it is. But yeah, I I would love to have Cody. <laughs> Definitely love to have Cody. I think Dustin has a school up in Austin, man. Make that yeah, drive. Yeah, he does. He does. Let's go. <laughs> get this. Yeah, but I wouldn't go. I'm not gonna disrespect unless I get invited. To step in his kumite, then we'll, then we'll talk. But I just want them to get with, to hear it, to hear me. Once they hear me, I'll take care of the rest. I promise you guys that one. I'll take care of the rest. Damn. I'm pretty cool to see because I know uh, Cody did that challenge and he had a few people um, answer, like Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks got signed. Um, Eddie Kingston, he got signed. Yeah. And a few others. Yeah, but they're known. You see what I'm saying? They're they're guys who have been killing in the indie scene. I'm truly unknown, so it would be more realistic. Like, oh, we don't. Nobody knows this guy. Nobody knows us. They're really gonna think as a fan with nothing going in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's I want to be the heel against that because it'd be just more natural to do it that way. I don't care if I win. I don't care about any of those things. It's not about W's. It's not about L's for me. It's about standing there and showing everybody that I too was a measuring stick. I'm not saying the indie guys that are here don't deserve it now. They pay their dues. They did everything. But you know what? It's my time. I don't have time to waste. You could tell these 20-year-olds all day, no, and they're still going to be 20. You tell me no, my time is ticking. So I'm willing. The the difference between me and these indie guys now that deserve it is that I'm opening my mouth and I'm saying it. I'm more real. I'm, I'm as legit. The way I look and the way I act, I'm legit. You know what I mean? So I look that part. I look different from a lot of the, the guys that are out there now. I look like a man. I look like someone who's going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Whether it happens or it doesn't, that's great. But I look legit. And that I got to use to my advantage. So I want to I wanna do what I got to do, man. I would love it. Just love it. <laughs> I would too, man. See you on TV and everything. It would be like the cream of the crop, the creme yeah. de la creme. I'd leave everything in there. Trust me. Everything in there. Everything. Especially now since, like, you know, uh, Cody's a champion again and everybody hates Cody for some reason. Yeah, they're going to hate him more. If I, get a, if I get a mic in front of him, I guarantee you all this passion that I've had since I was 9, 10 is going to come out. They're going to see it's real. Like I said, I got nothing against the man. I got nothing but respect. There's no problem here. He's, he's just my dance partner. 
That's what he is. He's the dance partner I need. So I just need a mic. If I get a mic in front of him, oh, that's going to be people talking about uh, MJF and CM Punk. Nah, nah. You haven't seen nothing yet until I grab that mic. I'm a real New Yorker. Long Island ain't a real part of New York, man. Fuck Long Island. Brooklyn, <laughs> Manhattan. I'm from Lower East Side, Manhattan. I'm from Brooklyn and all those places. We real New York. Let a real New Yorker grab that mic like Eddie Kingston, and, and then, then we talk. Because MJF is gorgeous. He's, he's dope. Don't get me wrong. That was nothing. You want to see someone call a fight? Then put me on the mic. I'll make him do it. I'll make him sign. I just need the opportunity. I really do. That's all it is. Timing opportunity, especially for my age. Timing opportunity. See, once this episode comes out, we're going to have to start tacking code and have everybody start <laughs> sharing it because we got to get you in there, man. Dude, I'm telling you, all I need is... Get me, get me a mic in front of this guy. I promise you, man, on my life, it's going to be must-see TV. I kid you not. And there won't be no curses. There's no need for curses. I'm going to pick a fight. Like Braveheart, where they said, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to pick a fight. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick a fight. That's it. Uh, speaking of picking a fight, uh, who are some guys you want to uh, wrestle on the Texas Indy Center now? Wow. Uh, actually, uh, J.P. Harlow's one of them. Uh, Casey, I've been campaigning for Casey. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Khan, I almost had Khan. We we were almost booked. I would love to wrestle Khan. Uh, who's the other guy that I was I was so like thrown back with? Oh, the the mustache guy. What's his name? Uh, oh fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, he has the mustache. There, mustache something. But oh, he's another one. What is it? Uh, stud stash, Dave. That's it. Stud stash. Akbar is another one that I want to grab because uh, it'll be hard hitting. Uh, Sledge that came through. I would like to wrestle him if I'm ever given the opportunity. And um, what's his name that's coming on from the Forbidden Sons that he's going to be on the show? Oh yeah, Weston Blake. Yeah, I would like to if granted the opportunity. Well, those other guys and Dustin, actually Dustin. If it's allowed, man, I mean, name value is a lot. So that's why I'm trying to get my face plastered every other, like, white on rice. Honestly, like, to throw names in the hat, um, you like the heat. We have a guy, his name's Joe Alonzo. He has heat. He's the king of Texas because he Ooh. comes from Chicago to Texas, and Texas loves him here. Local wrestling loves him. GCWA loves him. They had him, I think, at hybrid once. Yeah, they did. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The yes, heat they magnet, did. man. Yeah, like, I think y'all guys going back and forth with pro promos and everything, bro, I would be ecstatic just to see that. I mean, book it. <laughs> Let's go, book it. Where's Marvel, you need to book this man. Hey, get in his ear. Get in his ear, man. <laughs> if you could find a tag partner, um, Richie and Brandon Vice, Royal Taxation, I think that yeah. match would be great. I was supposed to I was supposed to uh come out with them uh in the PPW show when they were gonna wrestle Khan and his partner. I was supposed to be their oh. bodyguard for that, so that would have been something great, but it got scrapped. Damn. Oh, yeah. yeah, PPW uh they got Can uh canceled. canceled. I forgot that uh you're actually Brandon. Uh, Brandon Vice, the Flamingo yeah. King. Yes. I think you attacked uh, Drew Who at... Drew, yeah. At some, I forgot what show, what hybrid show. I think it was like May or June. 
Yeah, it was in June. It was in June. <laughs> yeah. Cry about that. that. But if uh, you ever, you know, go away from them, I think uh, that would be a good match. One-on-one against Richie, one-on-one against Brandon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to. But they felt me uh, because of Brandon. I think I got heat automatically. They just Once I threw that flamingo, that stuffed flamingo on, on Drew, they knew exactly who I was talking about. They're like, whoa. They're and like, they, whoa, not him. Yeah, and the, and the worst part is, is that as I spoke, I got heat. And they're calling me, uh, what was it, culero? And I'm like, yeah, culero. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I, I knew it was something bad, but I was, I was trying not to smile. And then I Googled it. When I got to the back, I said, oh, they're calling me asshole. Oh, okay. Like, I got crazy. over <laughs> I got over it. Fuck it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. The heat. The heat, the heat, the heat. You the heat all it. day. For real. Like, um, what brought him back into, like, the independent scene and everything, we always talk about it. Uh, Richie, when he would go to GCWA, that heat, when he comes out, like, he, he's like, man, if Richie doesn't come to these shows anymore, it's, like, different because, like, that he brought him in and then every time Richie comes out and you know it because when his music hits all the fans turn to look and be like oh fuck this guy boo and I'm like this is it like this this is as real as it could get do we pray for that I do anyway I love when I'm standing there and I hear it right away I'm like please let me have it man let me have it when I ripped that sign I didn't know I was gonna get I I knew I would but not like that that's why I started dancing with it when they're like you size like I was like, oh, my God, I'm loving this. Please tell me more. Please tell me more. You're like, make it a meme. Make it yeah. a meme. <laughs> I started dancing. I had to stop. I was like, you suck. It's like, yeah, yeah, bring it. I was like, oh, shit, wait, no. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> with it. I loved it. I loved it. What are uh, some things you learned uh, from Marvel that you that you didn't know about back in, back in the day? Slowing down. Less is more. Uh, let the strike sink in a little more. You don't have to go bananas, throw 50 punches and one, you know, sink one in hard as possible, sell it, uh, interact more with the crowd like I do that I tell them what, when I tell them, uh, excuse me, whatever. Uh, he told me a lot of those things. And because before I used to hit one hard, a couple of hard moves, because I like to make noise when I hit people. And he's like, why are you doing it so many times? One. And you'll see, let it sink. And I started doing that when I hit someone in the jaw and I make that noise, I look away or they sell it. And I, I started to get the reaction, started to get it. So slowing down was one of them, too, because I stepped away in 08, so I forgot. You got to pace it. You know, you want to get all your stuff in. You want to get in there. You know, you don't want to take away from the other guy. And he taught me that. And he taught me, look, I look in the crowd, which is what I do. I raise an eyebrow or do whatever to them, and they lose their mind over there. So he taught me all those things. And I'll, I'll forever be grateful for that. He didn't have to, and he did. He did. And it works. It works. People hate me, and I'm like, oh, hate me, hate me, man. <laughs> so much so that when I did my first match, the boys in the back were like, man, you're like one of the nicest people in the world. How'd you, it's like, that's not you at all out there. Like, they were surprised with, with the way I was acting out there. I was like, oh, well, it's me. It's just me kept quiet, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll get arrested if I was that outside for real, so. <laughs> <laughs> we don't you know need that. I, mean? I gotta stay jail free. <laughs> Uh, of a last question. Oh, you want me to hit him with that question already? Yeah. Uh, do you have any other questions? No, but I'll hit him with that question though. Hit you me, uh, hit me. Before we do that, you have uh, anything you want to tell uh, people listening that uh, they don't know anything about you? 
Well, for the people out there listening, know that I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I love my daughter to death, uh, I'm a New Yorker, uh, I'm a fighter deep down in heart, uh, is what I did. And my passion for this business is ridiculous. Um, I am 43, my time is keep ticking, and I'm doing this for love and passion. I'm not doing it, you come to see my match, you're not gonna see flips, you're not gonna see anything. You're gonna see someone hit fighting. You're gonna see someone trying to knock someone's block off. I'm either gonna grab you in the clinch and I'm gonna knee you to your unconscious, or I'm gonna submit you. Those are the two things I do. Know that when you come see my match, I don't think you're gonna see a Lucha Libre match. No, no, no. You're gonna see a grown man in there laying hands on a boy, period. And I want people to know that Vic Endurance is gonna go down fighting, taking his enemies with him. And if not, they scored so they will never forget me. Know this, I place no judgment on people. I don't care about sexual gender or any of those things. But I'll tell you what, these two hands are bisexual. The left one will confuse a bitch and the right one will knock a bitch out. The point is that when I lay these hands on you, there is no judgment. And I want to let all the fans out there that hate me and boo me, bring it on. The more signs you bring, the more I'm going to rip them. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you just like this. I'm not going to say goodnight, goodbye. I'm going to say I got two words for you and one finger. That's all I got to tell you guys. <laughs> and that, that's not just a fact. That's a Vic Endurance. Oh, man, that's not just a fact. That's Vic Endurance. Correct. Oh, and also, everybody asks me what Mr. AT&T stands for, correct? Because I never get a chance to explain it. I'm going to tell you what it is. Not only am I the resident alpha, not only am I Latino envy, but I'm going to let you guys know. Mr. AT&T stands for exactly what I am. All this and that. Remember that. When I when I first heard Mr. AT and T, I was like, "Oh man, he probably has a season of assist right now." <laughs> <laughs> ah man, the, the phone jokes are crazy, man. I got Miss, Mr. Boost Mobile all that. I'm like, "Come on, guys, come on." Jake Jake Brady calling me Boost Mobile. I'm like, "Dude, all right." I had to laugh if you didn't see me. I started laughing like, Ooh. "All right." You're like, "God damn it!" <laughs> no, I'm all this and that. That's it. I'm all this and that. That's that it. needs to be a shirt. Like yeah, I made it. I got a couple coming out with mass uh mass movement. The guy who did the Thunder Rosa shirt. So we got a couple coming out in the next couple of days. Oh got I, yeah, I gotta have that as a shirt, man. <laughs> that's that's golden. I love yeah. it. I got the daddy the daddy classical shirts coming out because instead of being called old, you daddy classical, you know what I'm saying? That's what I am. So <laughs> We're going to have all that coming out very, very, very soon in the next two days on their website. Sweet. Nice. So I'm going to hit you with the last question. This That's is dope. always um, gets some of the wrestlers kind of emotional or kind of in shock because not a lot of people get asked that question. Sure. So what's the legacy you want to leave behind for, you know, your kids, have your kids, um, even for like the people that are just starting out? I know you said you were a, a victim of bullying and, you know, this will help out a lot with a lot of these kids right now. So what's the legacy you want to leave behind? I want to leave behind that whenever you are getting bullied is because the bully sees you as someone special. You don't know it, but they know it. You're weird. You're different. You march to your own beat. You don't follow the trends. And it's for a reason. It's because you were meant to be a star. You don't know it because they're they're. You feel like you hate it because they make it funny. Your hair, your shoes, whatever, the way you speak, things of that nature. And what I want to leave behind is I want to let people know that it doesn't matter who you are. You can make it. You can make a name for yourself. You got to put in the work. 
You got to believe it. If I don't believe I'm a champion, how are you going to believe I'm a champion? If I don't believe, if, if I don't believe that I can make you, you know, want to be me, then how am I going to make that possible? So you got to believe it. And I want people to know that I know if you're being bullied out there, trust me, the one legacy I want to leave behind to you guys is know that you're not the only one. Because my biggest mistake was that I was embarrassed to tell people what was going on because it was so bad that I couldn't even tell my own parents because they're, they're Spanish. You know what I mean? So they're like, you couldn't handle it and things like that. So I come from a place where on, on Christmas Eve, my Christmas present was getting jumped in the back of my building. When my lip was busted, my nose was crooked and I was 12. And all I got told by my parents was, what did I do to, to bring that on? So that was my Christmas. And, um, I got made fun of because of my sneakers. I was heavy, so my sneakers would get really wide, you know what I mean, from stepping on it. And I come from a poor household where you bought sneakers in September, you had that same pair to next September. You know what I mean? So I got made fun of a lot of things, and just speak, man. Please speak. Please speak. And know that the bully knows that you're someone special. That's it. They're jealous of you. That's that's really, and it's the truth. They're just jealous of you. So that's a legacy I want to leave behind. I did it. This Puerto Rican kid from New York that was chubby and was different and got made fun of, man, God, I could, sometimes I didn't even want to speak. There were times I didn't even want to come outside because it was, it was just a lot of heat and bad heat. So I want you guys to know that be who you are, man. Be unapologetically you. Because if I could tell myself that as a kid, I would have had a lot less stress, man. And, and I, that's what I want to leave behind. Just know if I did it, if I did it, you can do it. And I still got more to do. So think about that one. Yeah. Think about that one. You got me tearing up, yeah. man. <laughs> this is bad, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to do that, but. No, no, no. Because that's yeah. really, that's really what the heart of this is. Because a lot yeah. of the times, you know, we see kids at a young age lose their life and they haven't even started it yet because of someone that's very, you know, harsh on them. As a kid, as a Hispanic kid here in Texas, it was hard because I was the only girl out of five or six boys in my whole family. So I was the one that I got picked on all the time. And every time I would tell them about it, they're like, grow up. You you got yeah. this. That's my it. Oh, no, man, please speak up. Speak yeah. up, man, because I had to eat it. And I thought I thought I was weird. I was. I am. We're wrestlers, man. We're weird. All of us. And I'm always going to be the weird guy. And you know what? Weird is beautiful. If you're, who wants to be a cookie cutter? Who wants to look like everybody else? I don't. I don't. I'm a Puerto Rican from New York that lives here in Texas. And everybody around me enjoys me because I'm, I am who I am. You know what I mean, I'm humble. I laugh. I joke. What I do in the ring is not, you know, that's there. Other than that, when they see me in there and they, they know me in person, they're like, that's you. So be weird, man. Weird is gorgeous, man. Just, just keep it that way and be proud. Be proud, man. I'm proud of that chubby kid. If it wasn't for those bullies, I wouldn't know how to push through. So thank you, bullies. Thank you. And plus, a lot of them I took care of once I got my black belt. So that's a thing of the past. None of them would do it. Once they saw me step in the cage and they saw my stuff from K1 to FC, uh, EFC, it was done. It was a done They're deal. Like, Let me out. It's like the Spider-Man if you can last five minutes. <laughs> They were like, that was you. I, I love when people haven't seen me since I was 12. And like, oh, man, you changed. I said, you mean I lost weight since I was 12? Yeah. People change. <laughs> people change, guys. People change. <laughs> but that's it, man. I, I, you know, I tell everybody when there's like, you're, 
they look up to me. I was like, you could do better than look up to me, man. Look up to yourself. Don't look up to me. Don't look up to me because I've made a lot of mistakes and I'm learning. I'm still learning. So, you know, all I care about is I, I treat people the way they treat me. So if you're funny and you're loving, I'm going to be funny and loving. You, you're an ass. I'm going to tell you you're an ass. I'm very blunt. You know what I mean? And it is what it is. But I so far, I love everybody out here besides the drivers. Besides <laughs> the drivers. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being on, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to plug all your social media so everybody knows where to follow you, find you and everything. Sure. Uh, I'm at, at Vic Endurance at uh, Instagram. My YouTube is Victor Oquendo. I mean, what well, actually is Vic Endurance. I'm sorry. I changed it. Uh, you can check me there. Uh, those are the two things I got. I'm old, man. I don't do Twitter. I don't do any of those things. Plus, I'm not allowed to be on there. Wifey doesn't allow it. So that's not going to happen. So <laughs> everything else, IG and uh, YouTube all day, man. And guys, if you want to book me, please hit me up. Let me know. I want to take on the biggest, the baddest, the real fighters out here. Let's get busy. Let's do what we got to do. Let's let those people think they saw a fight. Let's go. Alexander oh. Crowley, Casey Blackrose, Khan. Uh, match against Marvel, honestly. I would like that. I mean, <laughs> if Marvel would, would allow me, oh, man, that'd be great. But yeah. I, I want him and uh, anybody out there that thinks they're legit alpha, I'm the resident alpha here now. So if you if you want to test that, there's only one way to find out. Come check this alpha out. Let's, let's, let's duke it out in the ring. Let's leave it all there. Forget the fancy spots. Let's fight. Let's fight. You coming to see me? Come to hybrid. Come see me. I'm out there to fight. Guaranteed you're going to walk out of there saying that they hit each other. Period. So come see me. That's what you're going to get. Guaranteed. Resident Alpha. Resident Alpha. Oh, uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch our guys uh, next week. Uh, make sure to follow Vic Endurance everywhere. Uh, Instagram and uh, his YouTube. He probably has some matches up there soon. And uh, Cody. Hybrid will be uh, January 8th, which is, I think, this Saturday. Yep. If you're in San Antonio, go check it out. Peace. Bye. All right, let's get Cody.